Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Hi, welcome back. Thank you for being with me. Today, I want to talk about relapse. Um, There have been several people close to me in recovery, three, that have relapsed recently. And what I want to say to you, if that applies to you, is it's okay. Because if you're listening to my voice, that means you're still trying. And that is the whole point. I think you could not do anything more badass than after you relapse in your recovery to A, come back and tell someone, but B, keep trying. Courage and bravery are not done out of a lack of fear. They're done despite fear. It's pushing forward. That's fucking strength. And I love it. And I congratulate you for trying. Lord knows that I relapsed at two and a half years. I was separated. If you don't know this part of my story, if you haven't heard this on a previous podcast, what happened was after eight years of marriage, 10 years of being together with my ex-husband, we separated. And it was during that separation that I decided to date because I thought giving it three months after I moved out of the house was more than a reasonable amount of time before I threw myself out into the world of online dating, of which I had never done before. My rationale was I've been so lonely in my marriage that that counts as some sort of acceptable time in order for me to start dating. And I ended up dating someone very handsome, very successful, very charismatic. That's like a real danger zone for me. And he knew I was in recovery. He knew I was over two years sober. And he kept telling me things like, are you sure you're an alcoholic? You don't look like an alcoholic. Why don't you just try a drink? After all that time, surely you don't have a problem anymore. I won't let you get drunk, Um, little things like that, which may sound innocent, but you would have to know this person to know that he was grooming me to drink with him. Uh, He, to date, is the most dark human being and dark relationship I've ever been in. However, uh, other than like a small bit of irritation towards him, I don't resent him. Um, I may have a little bit of hate in my heart for him. (laughs) let's just get real here. (laughs) Um, Anyways, it took me, it was a very short-lived relationship, but the damage that he did to me in that relationship took me a couple years to get over. Anyways, I drank in that relationship when one day after all of these questions and all of these laments like, oh, it'll be so sad when we go to New York or Paris and we can't have a martini or a glass of champagne and I would go out with him and his friends, all of whom drank responsibly, I might add, and so did he. Um, And whenever a waiter would come over and order a drink, he'd ask me if I wanted something to drink. And one day, he ordered me a glass of wine, excuse me, and it came to the table and he pushed it towards me and he motioned for me like, uh, go already. And I did. And that was the very easy way that I relapsed. So I felt guilty because I didn't tell anyone at first. Now, it wasn't long. It was two weeks. But I continued to go to my home group. I continued to go to the meeting. I continued to lie to my sponsor. And it didn't feel right. And it didn't feel good. Because, damn it, AA Rex are not only our addiction, but the joy that we once got from our addiction and our character defects. And so I womaned up 
one day and went up and got my desire chip and expected there to be a sea of gasps and people dramatically holding the back of their hands to their foreheads. And instead, people clapped and hugged me and said, welcome back. One old timer who's no longer with us, Peggy, she said, why the hell didn't you call any of us? Well, to be honest, because I wanted to. I wanted to drink. I didn't want anyone to know. I thought I could do it. And I showed myself that I could not. So it is natural to feel embarrassment or shame or disbelief or a lack of confidence in yourself. But the best thing you can do is dust off your little knobby knees and get back into the program. Call someone. If you don't have a sponsor, call someone in recovery because I promise you, you can get it. Uh, In my years in AA, I have seen incredible things. I have done extensive volunteer work at a recovery, one of the best recovery centers here in Canada. And I have seen people come to rehab three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, up to 13, by the way, times, and then one day just get it, whether they're 25 or 75. So I promise you it can be done. Learn from your relapse. I'm so grateful to mine because it showed me things I needed to know in order to stay on the road of recovery. So congratulations if you've just come back. You're a badass. Now, I took a brief peek at May 9th in The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beattie, kind of a Bible in our our circles. And it was so cool because listen to the title of it. I just saw the title, but I didn't read it learning new behaviors. Don't you just love when the universe lines up like this? I'm going to read it to you. It's a page long, a small page long. May 9th, learning new behaviors. Sometimes we'll take a few steps backward. That's okay too. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes it's part of going forward. Life is a gentle teacher. She wants to help us learn. The lessons she wants to teach us are the ones we need to learn. Some say they are the lessons we choose to learn before we were born. Others say they are the lessons that were chosen for us. It's frustrating to be in the midst of learning. It is like sitting in algebra class, listening to a teacher explain a subject beyond our comprehension. We do not understand, but the teacher takes the understanding for granted. It may feel like someone is torturing us with messages that we shall never understand. We strain and strain. We become angry, frustrated, confused. Finally, in despair, we turn away, deciding that that formula will never be available to our mind. Later, while taking a quiet walk, we break through. Quietly, the gift of understanding has reached that deepest place in us. We understand. We have learned. The next day in class, it's hard for us to imagine not knowing. It is hard to remember the frustration and confusion of those who have not yet caught on. It seems so easy now. Life is a gentle teacher. She will keep repeating the lesson until we learn. It is okay to become frustrated, confused, angry. Sometimes it is okay to despair. Then it is okay to walk away and allow the breakthrough to come. It shall. Help me remember that frustration and confusion usually precede growth. 
If my situation is challenging me, it is because I'm learning something new, rising to a higher level of understanding. Help me be grateful, even in my frustration, that life is an exciting progression of lessons. So what I will say to end this is why I don't believe in the concept of failure. The reason I don't believe in the concept of failure is because to fail is simply that our own expectations have not been met. And we are always usually very staunch in our beliefs and our perspectives. But if you look at things from a heavenly perspective or a divine perspective or even from your neighbor's perspective, it's often very different. And we are really limited in our human understanding of what pain and suffering is. So to fail is simply something did not turn out the way you thought or wanted it to turn out. And that's okay. I once read a quote that I loved. It said, I either win or I learn. That's it. So take any of the pain that you've experienced in your walk in recovery, not just through a relapse, and look at it and write down, what have I learned from this? What do I know now that I didn't know before? Those are gems. Do you know how valuable that treasure is? Take it and hold on to it for dear life. I encourage you, if you don't stay, keep coming back because you're worth it. I see you. I believe it's possible and you deserve it. I'll talk to you tomorrow.